0: Go to the good word of the Lord. My slides there called the basics. Mm -hmm. That's what we're going to be talking about today. A blank screen. You believe that? Let me move down here where I can see you better. I actually taught this last Wednesday. This past Wednesday I taught this. All right? And I I felt like I needed to teach it again because I want everybody to understand where we're coming from here. First of all, Family Worship Center was started on September 10th, 2006. And we have always tried to be a church that patterns itself after the Bible as much as we can. And so I want to go through some scriptures today with you on why. Why we do what we do. Why, why, okay? And so why. Why we clap during church. I know some people, I, I mentioned this the other night, and it'll, it's going to be better today because uh, I won't take as much time and everything. The first time you walk into this church from another church, most of you, some of you were scared plumb to death. Sister Sylvia was. She confessed it. She was scared out of her mind, right? Anybody else scared to death with the first time you walked into a church where they act like we act? And, we're, and Frank, you was too? Really? Well, you know. So... Uh, you're scared to death because you walk in here and, and you come from a church that's quiet and you're supposed to be reverend and you're supposed to revere the presence of the Lord and you can hear a pin drop. If, if you can't hear the pin drop, you hear the air conditioner rumbling. Right? Which we don't have that trouble here because we don't use the air conditioning here, do we? Okay, we're just making sure you're awake out there still. We use the air conditioning. We believe God and gave us the invention of that, and you better use it as much as you can. So the first thing you do when you walk in the door, then you have this old, uh, fat, blonding, bald headed guy, gray-haired guy, get up here and say, "Hey, let's just clap our hands to the Lord." Everybody starts clapping their hands, and you're like, "Man, where, where are we at? A party? Or are we at a ball game? Or where are we at?" And then, and then he says all kinds of stuff here. Let's just clap our hands, and you're thinking. Why? Why are they clapping their hands? Well, the Bible says to clap your hands, all ye people. Amen? So when we come together, we're worshiping and celebrating. And when you celebrate, that's that's what you do. You clap. We went to a ball game last night. I'm going to tell you, it was a dud. There for the first hour and a half, two hours. First pitch, home run for the other team. said, oh, Lord, it's going to be a long and then it was kind of a long game. And then suddenly things started happening, and guess what? We got happy and we started clapping. And listen, I wanted to, I wanted to throw this out to you. And the people who don't, don't think that you ought to give in church, okay, stop going to baseball games and football games and hockey games. Because all those teams do is want your money. You know how much a, a, a water is down there? You know how? Uh, hey, I don't drink it, but you know how much beer is down there? About eight or nine bucks a bottle. Now you get the super nachos. That's a super belly ache in that baseball helmet. You seen that? That's like fifteen to twenty bucks. How much? Ten dollars for a pretzel. Yeah and then people complain about the church wanting your money and you go down there and the Cardinals just suck it out of you amen and the Blues just suck it out of you amen and the Rams did and then they left and you're building that big stadium out there in LA hallelujah anyhow we're coming in here and we're worshiping we're shouting we're clapping our hands all you people why do we shout during church Psalm 47 1 the second part of that verse says oh clap your hands all ye people shout unto God with the voice of triumph, we're coming in here to shout. You know what? All through the Old Testament, the 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 you had. And I don't know. I preach a message on this. You had the transition of the church, and in the Old Testament, you had the congregation that came into the tabernacle, and then the congregation that came into the temple, and then in the New Testament, it switched from a congregation over to the church. Okay. And so we're looking at the Old Testament here. Somebody said, well, you know, that's Old Testament, and you really can't depend on that, or you shouldn't take it out of the Old Testament. But that's where we get the Ten Commandments. And so we use those for the very basis of our, our laws in this land are the Ten Commandments. And so that we shout during that. Why do we praise out loud? You know, you're told come into church and be quiet because you don't want to be emotional. Well, emotion is an outward expression of an inward feeling. When you're sad, someone passes away, you're overtaken with grief, you cry because that is, a, that is a, a, an expression outwardly of the grief inside. Or when you hear something good or funny and you laugh. In Hawaii, Danny said something that made me laugh, belly laugh. Carlina thought I was going to pass out because of lack of oxygen. He's talking about this big fish, snorkeling, a big kind of fish with big teeth, looked like a prehistoric fish coming at him. And, I, and he said, I tell you, if that thing comes at me, I already know what I'm going to do. And I said, well, what are you going to do? He said, I'm going to bear hug him. <laughs> and so I'm sitting at this table, and I'm, I'm imagining Danny grabbing that fish and bear hugging him. And I got to laughing. I couldn't even get my breath. Oh, my belly was just wiggling. Why? Because there was, there was some happiness. There was some laughter. There was an outward expression of an inward feeling. It was a tsunami of laughter that came over me, right? So when we come into the presence of the Lord, we praise out loud. The Bible says in Psalm 149, 1, praise you, the Lord, sing unto the Lord a new song and his praise in the congregation of saints. And I said this about the music department here that we always have new songs. There is never a shortage of new songs around here. When we were growing up, there was never new songs. And and here we sing them three weeks, and then we we don't ever sing them ever again. Here comes new ones, new ones. We just keep singing new songs, new worship, new praise. And we sing in the praise of the congregation of the saints, Psalm 35, 18. I will give thanks to the Lord. uh, I will give thee thanks in the great congregation. I will praise thee among much people. God is wanting to see us outwardly worship him amen so when you come into a church where the spirit of the lord is moving and the presence of the lord is we are worshiping god physically and demonstratively because it's a feeling inside of us there's been something changed inside of us i didn't want to always serve the lord i'm going to give thanks in the great congregation among much people god wants this church to grow god wants us to spread the word he wants us to spread the word of the goodness of Jesus, when I think of the goodness of Jesus, and all that He's done for me, my soul cries out, "Hallelujah, praise God for saving me. Amen. Amen. The Lord ain't been nothing but good to us. Amen, Nothing but good. That's why we praise out loud. That's why, you know, I see some people that come in from, from church, a different church, and they come in here, and we're all clapping in there like this. It's legal to clap here. It's legal to holler here. Woo! Hallelujah! Amen? Say amen. Amen. Yeah. It's legal to do that, but it takes a while to get used to it. So see, just these three scriptures, some of you now realize that none of us are totally crazy. That we're just worshiping biblical style here. There's a lot of stuff that, is, that we've done in churches and, and walked with the Lord that isn't biblical. Amen? Are you seeing what I'm saying? But we've claimed that it's biblical. But we got to go back to what the Bible says. Why do we have music and why do we have instruments? Psalm 150, verses 3 through 5. Praise him with the sound of the trumpet. Josh? Trumpet. Oh, you're not a... Are you a are you trumpet? You're a saxophone. Macy? Trumpet. Yeah. Yeah, she's feeling that. I can tell. She ain't feeling that. She never get her to practice. Are you kidding me? Right? <laughs> Praise Him with the psaltery and harp. Praise Him with the timbrel and dance. Oh my Lord! We, you came in here and saw somebody dancing, and you said, "My mama don't dance, and my daddy don't rock and roll." And Lord, have mercy. They're doing it in church. What about that? What about having something so awesome inside of you that you want to do something to display it and so happy about it that you just dance and worship? I remember I was walking we were walking out of the stadium last night to the parking to the parking lot. And listen, if you if you when you pull in the bush, I mean it's $20, $25, $30. They have really special parking lots for $30. Bucks. I don't know if there's gold or if there's underneath of those parking lots, but they they're waving you in here for 30 bucks. So we found one snuggled in between for $15. Block and a half away. Praise the Lord, that was good. But I'm walking through there and I was thinking back to when the Cardinals won the World Series back in 2006. Right? And they showed pictures of, of the fans outside the stadium. And it was like this The Cardinals have just beat the Tigers and won the World Series. And this was the fans. The, who's blue fan, blues fans in here? Where are you at? Everybody should be a blues fan in here, right? Right. When your team wins a championship, you come out of your seat. Some of you come out of your shoes. You're whooping and hollering and worshiping and praising them. Thank you, Jesus. They just won the Stanley Cup. Do you think Jesus cares? About I don't think so, but he, we, we want him. You know, you guys think that Jesus is a is a Blues fan. I really think he's probably a Penguins fan, but it's all right. We can all get along together. He's a great big God. Right? He can be fans. But listen, I'm telling you this, when there's something happens in our lives, we respond to it with demonstrative demonstration, right? How about that for demonstrative demonstration. We worship, we praise, we magnify, we jump, all of this business. Why is it that God is any less? Why would worship in the Lord be any less important or less worthy of our demonstrative praise than the the penguins or the blues winning the Stanley Cup? It should be even more. Guess what? I was lost and undone. He died for me. He found me. He filled me with his spirit. He washed me in his blood and now I'm on my way to heaven. Amen? That other. To be worth a whole lot more than a World Series ring and a whole lot more than a Lombardi trophy. So let me ask you this today. I told you it's gonna be different than Wednesday night. Wednesday night, you just got the calm version. Wednesday, oh yeah. So why, why is it that a Lombardi trophy is more important than a trophy in heaven? Why is it that we have all of this back to back backwards, and the devil wants us to say, shh, you need to be quiet in church. You don't need to hoop and holler in church. Those people at Family Worship Center, they are crazy. Know those people at Family Worship Center, how we're lost and undone. We were stuck in addictions. We were stuck on drugs. We were struck on, uh, stuck on alcohol. We were going through divorce number three and four and five. Guess what? And then Jesus walks in our life and starts, putting it all back together. They ought to get happy about that. Praise him in the dance. Praise him with the stringed instruments and the organs. Praise him on the loud cymbals. Oh, there's one for you. I like standing. I know when I'm in, in church, when I want to ask Tim a question, and while worship and praise is going on, I have to ask him like this. And nobody else around can hear him. And if you're asking me that, I'm going to say, what did you just say? Because Tim's voice is very quiet. Now, I know that my wife, on our 32nd anniversary, thought I was going deaf at times. But I'm not. Because she has this soft voice. And what she does when she talks to me, she turns her head. Not toward me either. And she says this. And I said, What did you say? She said, Are you hard of hearing or what? I said, Are you kidding? (laughs) You're talking. (laughs) Are you kidding? Just keep preaching, right? Yeah, (laughs) I know. I know. You've just been taught all these years it's got to be quiet in church. Where's it say that at? In the Bible, it says, praise him on the loud cymbals. Praise him upon the high-sounding cymbals. We, we tell everybody, oh, you need to be reverent in church and, and, and not get all excited and don't get caught up in emotionalism. And we, we just look like statues, just like dead pillars of salt. We look like the Morton girl, amen, the Morton girl who has a brother named the Morton boy, Amen. And we just stand there like a pillar of salt, like Lot's wife did. But then, all of a sudden, we go to a Kenny Chesney concert. Something about tractors. Summertime. What about summertime? I don't know. What's, what's, you can take a ride on a big green tractor. We can go slow. Who's that? Well, I don't know who it is. Who is that? Jason Aldean. So here we go. All right. So I think you can tell the pastor don't listen to a bunch of listen. If I do listen to it, don't know who did it. Amen. So lo and behold, we want to in church, in church, be quiet in church. Oh, you know, and then when Jason Aldean comes out there on his big green tractor, we're saying, yeah, John Deere, hook them horns, hook them horns, John Deere, yeah, yeah. What's more important, worshiping the Lord Jesus Christ or riding on the big green tractor? Come on, the devil has got us so twisted backwards here. Are you seeing what I'm saying? We're backwards here. We better go on. In the t- today's English version, the same verses say this, praise him with trumpets, praise him with harps and lyres, praise him with drums and dancing, praise him with harps and flutes, praise him with cymbals, praise him with loud cymbals. Oh, pastor, it is so loud in this church. Oh, pastor, it's so loud. Praise him in the dance. Praise him with the stringed instruments and the organs. Praise him on the loud cymbals. Oh, there's one for you. <laughs> I like standing. I know when I'm in in church, when I want to ask Tim a question, and while worship and praise is going on, I have to ask him like this What did you do with the three boxes that were in the white van, Tim? And nobody else around can hear him. And if you're asking me that, I'm going to say, What did you just say? Because Tim's voice is very quiet. Now I know that my wife. On our thirty-second anniversary, this thought I was going deaf at times, but I'm not, because she has this soft voice. And what she does when she talks to me, she turns her head, not toward me either. And she says this, and I said, "What did you say?" She said, "Are you hard of hearing, or what?" I said, "Are you kidding?" Me? You talk. you kidding? Just keep preaching, right? Yeah, I know. I know. You've just been taught all these years. It's got to be quiet in church. Where does it say that? At in the Bible it says, "Praise him on the loud cymbals, praise him upon the high-sounding cymbals." We say, we tell everybody, "Oh, you need to." be reverent in church and, and not get all excited and don't get caught up in emotionalism. And we, we just look like statues, just like dead pillars of salt. We look like the Morton girl, amen, the Morton girl who has a brother named the Morton boy, amen. And we just stand there like a pillar of salt like Lot's wife did. But then all of a sudden we go to a Kenny Chesney concert. Something about tractors? Summertime. What about summertime? I don't know. What's what's? You can take a ride on big green tractor. We can go slow. Who's that? Well, I don't know who it is. Who is that? Jason Aldean. So here we go. All right. So I think you can tell the pastor don't listen to a bunch of. Listen, if I do listen to it, don't know who did it. Amen. So lo and behold, we want to shh in church, shh in church, be quiet in church, shh. Oh, you know, and then when Jason Aldean comes out there on his big green tractor, we're saying, yeah, John Deere, hook them horns, hook them horns, John Deere, yeah, yeah. What's more important, worshiping the Lord Jesus Christ or riding on the big green tractor? Come on, the devil has got us so twisted backwards here. Are you seeing what I'm saying? We're backwards here. We better go on. In the t- today's English version, the same verses say this Praise him with trumpets, praise him with harps and lyres, praise him with drums and dancing, praise him with harps and flutes, praise him with cymbals, praise him with loud cymbals. Oh, Pastor, it is so loud in this church. Oh, Pastor, it's so loud. Heaven's not going to be quiet, it will be for 30 minutes. The Bible says that. There will be 30 minutes of silence in heaven. I heard a preacher talk about it one time. This 30 minutes of silence. He said, this is what I imagine. That when we all finally get there and we walk through the gates, pray for me, let God love her. She needs help. It's going to take about 30 minutes for it to soak in that we made it. We're going to walk in and see walls of jasper, gates made out of a solid pearl. Do you know how big that clam is? Those of you who like clam strips, ooh, hallelujah. Streets made out of gold. The gold is so pure, it's like glass. It's going to take 30 minutes for it to sink in that I made it. And then look out because it says it says in there that it's going to be the sound of many waters. You ever been to Niagara Falls and heard the roar? You ever been to a waterfall and heard the roar? Not even Niagara. Just have you been to a waterfall and heard the roar. It's going to be the sound of many waters, 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands of saints all coming in from all over the world, coming in from Europe, coming in from Africa, coming in from Asia, coming in from North America. All the saints of the Most High are coming into that place and for 30 minutes we're just going to be in awe. Looking at it, it's going to be like a kaleidoscope. You see all of those foundations, those, a lot of those foundational stones in in the foundation of the walls of heaven are translucent that means when the light goes through them it creates a kaleidoscope and there's going to be rainbows and there's going to be thunders and there's going to be lightnings and there's going to be all sorts of stuff and in about 29 and a half minutes it's going to start sinking in hey i made it hey it's going to start in our minds our spirit i made it and then suddenly coming out of our mouth i made it I made it. No more devil, no more tears, no more death, no more sorrow, no more crying, no more fear, no more nothing. I made it, I made it, I made it. And it's going to cut loose in heaven. Guess what this is? This is choir practice for heaven. This is where we're getting ready to get ready to that time in the sky. When we walk into that city and say, we are here forever and ever and ever. Woo! Amen. Told you this was different. Yeah. Why do we pray and anoint with oil? Amen. You guys want to finish filling up the baptistry with some nice warm water? Brother Gary, you want to do that? Amen. Why do we pray and anoint with oil? James chapter 5, the Bible says so. Look at your neighbor and say, why? why? Look back at and say, because the Bible says. The Bible says so you can take a ride now I got the end of my mind who sings International Harvester who sings that one come on you're not going to get in trouble huh who Greg, Greg Morgan Greg, Greg see alright here's one for all of us old people who sang the streak come on now there it is alright That's right. Yeah, here he comes. Booga da, booga da. Right? Why do we play hands on people and pray for them and anoint them with oil? The Bible says in James, is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray for over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick. And the Lord shall raise him up, and if he have committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. That's why we do it, because they did it during the Bible times. The Lord said to do it in his word, and that's what we do. Anybody ever buy a new car or get a car with an owner's manual? And you couldn't figure something out, right? So you went down there and you found it in section 37, page 3. Right? How to turn on the seat warmer. Hello, Brother Howard. How you doing? Good seeing you. In, in the cars that I ride in with my, the Zimmerman women, they have a trick now. They turn the seat warmer on in the summertime and turn the air conditioner on. (laughs) Helps their bones. Amen. I was with Brother John the other day, and he said, hey, look at this. This has a seat air conditioner. And he reached over, and he touched my button over there. And I said, oh, Oh, hallelujah. Oh, that's nice. It's a shame we're just going six blocks. I could enjoy this for six hours. Amen. Just let let my hair blow in the wind. Amen. When you want to know how to do something with your vehicle, you go to the owner's manual. When you want to know something about the scripture or the church, you go to the scriptures because that's the Lord's owner's manual. And the owner's manual in James section number five, verses fourteen and fifteen say, "We're going to anoint you with oil and pray for you in the name of the Lord, and the prayer of faith shall save the sick." Amen. So that's why we do that. So you say, why? Why do they? Why do they? Clap their hands because it says it in Psalm 47. Why do they shout? It says it in Psalm 47. Why do they do all this stuff? Because it's in the owner's manual. Amen? Why we, li- we lift our hands in church, Psalm 134 thirty-four two. Lift up your hands in the sanctuary and bless the Lord. How, how awesome is that? You don't even need a transliteration or a transfiguration of that, do you? Psalm 143, 7, 6 says, I will stretch forth my hands unto thee. My soul thirsteth after thee as a thirsty land, Selah. Amen. Guess what? You're going to get as much out of God according to your appetite. I heard something at Youth Congress and the preacher said this. Where your appetite is, that's where your attention follows. I thought that was pretty good. I wrote that down. Well, I typed it on my personal computer device. Some people call it a cell phone. But I use it for a blow dryer and a cheese grater. (laughs) Amen. But it has a notepad in there. And he said, where your appetite is, that's where your attention follows. Now, I'm going to say something that I don't want you millennials getting mad at me. Okay, But if we can watch a full season of Grey's Anatomy just because it's on Netflix and we can't open our Bible to read our daily devotion, something is out of whack here. Now for us older people, if we're going to watch As the World Burns... Graduate shaking his head. He never heard of as the world burns. Amen. Do you know I grew up with a grandmother that watched General Hospital? And I actually thought that was a place. I was three and four years old and she watched General Hospital. And then she also watched this show with the hourglass. Do, 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 do. So are the days of our lives. Now, I didn't know if the General Hospital people and the Days of Our Lives people work together or not, but our local channels were from Pittsburgh, and I just figured the General Hospital was somewhere in Pittsburgh. There you go. That's my life right there. I'm pretty simple. Amy found out my 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 desires and my dreams this weekend. I wanted to be six foot four, and I either wanted to be named Steve, Kevin, or Mark. None of that happened. All right? Doesn't happen. So listen, if your big dreams don't happen, you can still walk with the Lord. Amen. You can still trust the Lord. Listen, we got to get our uh, our priorities right here. I'll stretch forth my hands as hungry as you are for Gray's Anatomy. Just think how hungry you could be for the Lord and what could be done for the Lord. Oh, to for somebody to for somebody to get a burden in their life and teach Bible studies and fill up a whole section of pews. Amen. Bible study after Bible study after Bible study. There's nothing more and there is nothing more satisfying and fulfilling than to watch your Bible study go down in the the water for the remission of their sins and there's nothing more than them receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Oh yeah. Punch your neighbor and say this is good so far. We dance in church. Woo. Look at all those scriptures. Psalm 149.3 Let them praise his name in the dance. You see people jumping? Amen. I see people dancing? I don't know how you dance. Whatever the Lord leads you to do, I guess. Psalm 150, verse 4, praise him with the timbrel and dance. This scripture's not up there. 2 Samuel 6, 14, that David was bringing in the Ark of the Covenant, representing the presence of the Lord, into Jerusalem. And he would go six paces, and then he would offer a sacrifice. And the Bible says that David danced before the Lord with all his might. Why? Because he was happy. He was excited. That's what I saw last night walking down the sidewalk. You know, when we were walking out of the stadium last night, I could see 2006 when the cameras were in the neighborhood and people were just jumping and worshiping. Uh, I mean, jumping and, and happy. Yeah, they were worshiping. They were worshiping. They were worshiping because their baseball gods had won the World Series. Now, I like baseball. Listen, I'm not, I'm not hitting up on your baseball, I don't, it's okay. But they were worshiping. So maybe God is asking us this question. Are you willing to do for me in church what the heathens do for their gods? Oh. Can you do for me what the heathens do for their gods? Because if you go back to the book of Genesis, there was a man named Abraham. And Abraham walked during the earth of the time when the, when the, uh, the Philistines and all the heathen countries and cultures were around about him. And the number one was sacrifice, the number one way they sacrificed was child sacrifices. They would, they, would, they would take these babies and they would plunge them in the heart and they would or feed them alive. They'd build these great fires and this great statue to the god Molech. Read up on it. Read up on oh, Molech. You're, that's your homework until Wednesday night. I'm going to ask you ten questions on the god Molech. Chloe, that's your, you'll be here. Make sure she's here with her answers. She will be here, we heard. If you don't be here, we're coming with our big green tractor to get you. You know what God was saying to Abraham when he said, I want you to take your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and I want you to give him to me for a burnt offering and a sacrifice. God was saying, Abraham, are you willing to do for me what the heathens do for their God? Family Worship Center, are we at that level? That we are willing to do for the Lord what the heathens will do for their God. He's just trying to get us to do a little dancing in church. Amen. Frank, you got your dancing move on? You ready? Oh, I don't know about that. We get you, we just, it just starts with a little bit of, you can just wriggle a little bit of that wrist. <laughs> Jesus. Ecclesiastes 3, 4, time to weep, a time to laugh, a time to mourn, and a time to dance. There's a time to dance. We sing out loud and we do it loud. Let the saints be joyful in glory. Let them sing aloud upon their beds. Let the high praises of God be in their mouth and a two edged sword in their hand. Let the high praises of God. Let them sing aloud on the bed. You know, you see somebody standing up front going like this. You say, What are you doing? If I stood in my house for eight hours with Amy going around, working, and I said, Amy, I just, I just love you, Amy. And she walks around me for eight, six to eight hours, she's going to say, you know what? You need to get a dust rag and go dust, dust something. You need to get the vacuum cleaner and go vacuum the floor. Oh, but I'm, I'm loving you, Amy. I'm worshiping you right now. Then she wants to talk to me, and I say, not now, honey, I'm worshiping Are you getting a picture here yet? Huh? Now, you women, don't don't be getting that chores list out for your man. He's just trying to worship you right now. Right? It takes interaction. And we're interacting here. This is a Holy Ghost-filled church. This is a Holy Ghost-filled church. God brought you all the way from Laos. To hear, to get the Holy Ghost. Is that awesome? Is that awesome? That is awesome. God brought me all the way from Garrett County, Maryland. Down through Houston, Texas. To run into a girl and to fall in love. Which I don't believe in. Fall and grow. To grow and nurture in love. After I said, I do not want to date any other girls from Illinois because they are nuts. Illinois girls are nuts. I'd been through one, and that was enough. And I said, Jesus, no more. Well, I tell you, the Lord will let you know who's in control. Because I'm looking into those brown, fiery eyes that she had. And I, she, had, she was there from Magnolia, Texas. And I knew she was a Texas girl. Hallelujah. So I look at her and I say, so what part of Texas, didn't I say that, what part of Texas are you originally from? Oh. I'm not from Texas. Oh. Where are you from, Lord? We've got 48 others. Come on. Where are you from? Illinois. If that wasn't bad enough, I said, so what is your dad's name? And she said, Cotton. I said, Lord, I told you. (laughs) People from Illinois are nuts. This girl from Illinois has my attention, and I told you they were nuts. And I asked her, what is your dad's name? And she said her dad's name was Cotton. I said, what kind of mother would name their kid Cotton? But you see, hey, that's how the Lord does it. He brought me all the way through there and hooked up with you, and we were traveling. We had no plans to come back here, and somehow, look what the Lord has done. He put us right here. So now we are here in the middle of this Holy Ghost filled church, just like on the day of Pentecost. We believe just like they did on the day of Pentecost. Acts chapter 2, verse 4 they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So when you walk in these doors, we want to tell everybody. Every first time visitor, every 100th visitor, every member. This is a Holy Ghost church. Treat it like, act like you're in a Holy Ghost church. Enjoy the presence of Jesus. Let the Spirit move. Worship and praise Him. Hallelujah. Because when the praises go up, the glory comes down. Hallelujah. And the more I worship Him, the more He shows up. Amen. The hungrier I am to see Him, and the more I enjoy Anticipate seeing him. That's when he shows up even more. Hallelujah. So I got to ask somebody in this house today, how hungry are we? Yeah, Lord. Hallelujah. Look at y'all standing up clapping. That's so legal. Amen. Isn't that legal? Paul said so. First Corinthians fourteen eighteen. He said, I thank my God. I speak with tongues more than you all. Paul was a tongue talker. He wrote over half the New Testament. Well, you just better make sure there's an interpreter there. That's not what Paul said. He said, I speak in tongues more than all of you. Because Jesus said so. Oh, there you go. There you go. Jesus said so. Mark chapter 16, verse 15. And he said unto them, go you into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. Right? And these signs, everybody say signs. Signs. These signs shall follow them that believe. Say believe. believe. In my name they shall cast out devils. Listen, I don't want anybody to be afraid of the devil in here. Somebody said, Oh, Pastor, aren't you nervous about fighting the devil? Jesus said, Behold, I give you power over all the power of the enemy. Luke chapter 10, verse 19, I believe it is. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. John, 1 John 4, 4 says, Greater is he, I believe it is. Maybe that's a roaring line. But greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Amen. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. Oh, that was just for them. Ah, I don't know about that. Because there's about one in seven in the world today that have this experience. There's nearly a billion people in the world that have been filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. If you go to the right places in the the country, you go drive down through... Texas and Louisiana and you see these big old churches along the interstate amen you see some of these big TV ministries you see John Hagee anybody ever heard of him John Hagee you know what they believe in the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues uh huh you ever heard of T.D. Jakes oh T.D. Jakes they believe in the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues you ever heard of I know I know you're not going to believe this (laughs) brother Dave's just kind of you ever heard of Lakewood Oh, Joel, Joel, you know where Joel's family came out of? They came out of the Assembly of God, the charismatic movement. They believe in the Holy Ghost because Sister Cindy Lewis has been prayed for by... Uh, is Brother Joel's mother. I can't remember what her name is right now. But I'm telling you, the baptism of the Holy Ghost is for everybody today. For the promises unto you and to your children and all that are afar off. Amen. So do we practice the gifts of the Spirit in this church? Yes, we practice the gifts of the Spirit in this church. Why are you telling me all this, Pastor? I'm telling you that we're trying to be a biblical church. We're trying to be in, moving in the way that the Word of God is telling us to move here. Amen. 1 Corinthians 12:4 through 11 there are diversities of gifts but the same spirit different administrations but the same Lord different operations but the same God works all in all but the manifestation manifestation of the spirit is given to every man to profit withal for to one is given the spirit of the word of wisdom then the word of knowledge all by the same spirit to another faith to another healing, to another working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, and to another the interpretation of tr- tongues. That's what we have here. We have the gift of tongues that happens every now and then. We have the, the gift of prophecy. When Brother Lewis is here, Brother Tom is here, we and the word of knowledge, we have all of these gifts working. We have the interpretation of tongues. Brother Kevin will give a message and somebody or myself We'll give that interpretation. Are you seeing what I'm saying here? We want to be a Bible church here. We want to operate and flow in the moving of the Spirit here. Amen. Amen. Who all is getting baptized? Sadie? Adam? Allie? Look at you, Allie. Back there. Allie, did you see me at the park the other day? Using a car you kept looking behind. Did you see me in my truck? Is that you? Yeah, I thought it was you. I was waving. Did you see me waving? Well, I waved. You didn't pay attention. You kept looking at me. He was rubbernecking. That's what Elvis would say. <laughs> Amen. And we believe in the gospel. What's it take to be born again? It takes the gospel to be born again. You got to have being born again. Amen. Does somebody want get, to go get those ladies ready and Brother Adam, get baptized, get their robes on them? Hallelujah. John chapter 3. Everybody say John 3. Everybody said Jesus is talking. This is the Amplified. Jesus answered and said, I assure you most solemnly I tell you that unless a person is born again, anew and from above, he cannot ever see, know, or be acquainted with and experience the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter his mother's womb again and be born Jesus answered, I assure you, most solemnly I tell you, unless a man is born of water. Everybody say, born of water? water. And even the Spirit. Say, the Spirit? spirit. He cannot ever enter. He said, "Cannot, cannot, cannot, cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. That's what it says, or the kingdom of God. What is born of, from the flesh is flesh. And it is physical, and it is of the, of the physical is physical. And what is born of the spirit is spirit. Jesus said, do not be surprised, marvel not, or astonished at my telling you, you must. Everybody say must. Be born again. That's what Jesus said. That's what, that's what it says, John 3, right? Can you fight that? You can't fight that. Don't. I don't let, make me come looking at your Bible for John 3. And it goes from John 1 to John 6. And you just ripped out those two cha- pages. Don't be doing that. You can't t- rip anything out. You gotta, it all goes together. It's the whole counsel of God, the whole Word of God. Amen? So why do we baptize in water? Because it's the water birth. We're getting ready to see some people born of the water here today. In Jesus' name. Amen? They're getting ready to be born of the water today. That's what Jesus said. in acts two forty one they got baptized they re, that gladly received his word were baptized, and the same day there were added unto them about three thousand souls. This is the day of Pentecost acts eight sixteen for as yet he, the Holy Ghost, was fallen upon none of them, only they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Acts chapter eight verse thirty eight and he commanded the chariot to stand still, and they went down both into the water, both Philip and the eunuch, and he baptized him. Acts 9, 18. Somebody say, it's in, it's in the book. It's in the book. Acts 9, 18. And immediately there fell from his eyes scales that it had been scaled from his eyes as it had been scales, and he received sight forthwith and arose and was baptized. Acts chapter 10, 47. Can any man forbid water that these should not be baptized, which have received the Holy Ghost as well as we? Acts 16:33, the Philippian jailer. And he took them the same hour of the night and washed their stripes and was baptized, he and all his straightway. Acts 19:5, when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. There it is. Baptism, baptism, baptism. Amen. And that's what these kids are about ready to do. They got the Holy Ghost at Youth Congress. Man, that was awesome. Your prayers worked. We pushed them through there. And now we're going to baptize them. Guess what? There could be a missionary that wins a nation out of this group here. Sadie could end up marrying a pastor and pastor 30,000 people. Hey, now. Hey, now. I had to call her and say, Sadie, this is Pastor Tracy. going to be in the area do you mind if I come see you sit in your 30,000 member church who knows what the Lord's going to do who knows what the Lord has in store for little Allie amen amen so why do we believe in the indwelling of the Holy Spirit the Holy Ghost because it is the spirit birth it's an indwelling it's what gets us in relationship Amy and I have been uh, together 32 years of marriage, 33 years of dating, 35 and a half, but she was married to somebody else when she was 16. At least that's what they told me. That was another thing I heard about the Illinois people. I took her out on a date in June in 1985. I said, man. Now, she she likes to throw the blame back on me because I never got her phone number. True. truth, truth. I never, I never contacted you after that. True. You thought I was a great guy. True. Did you notice that slight hesitation? <laughs> I didn't. But I, uh, we were introduced by some college, uh, college classmates of mine at the time, so I knew how to get a hold of her. It wasn't a big deal, brother Andy, I could get a hold of her. I knew how. And, I mean, can't she wait six or eight weeks until I get done with summer to get back to Texas? I mean, come on. So when I get back to Texas in the first part of September, I, saw, I saw, see my buddy, my buddy Tim, Tim Kelly, and I say, hey, How about Amy Worley? What's she up to? Oh, she's dating some guy in her church. They're practically married. And I'm like, oh, my God, she's 16. Well, you know men. Men don't get all the details right. The women say amen. Oh, come on, ladies. I thought there'd be some solidarity there. I'm going to give you one more chance, all right? You know that the men don't always get all the details right, ladies. Can I get an amen? amen? There you go. That's better. So I just went on to to other other territories and everything, and that's when I really found out that people were from Illinois were crazy. But anyhow, it's like, oh man, Amy, 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 and it's a spirit thing, and it's like, all right. So I date her, and uh, we. We're reunited and it feels so good. Reunited, cause we understand that breakup we had has left me lonesome and sad. I realize I and I want you bad. Hey, hey. When I got the Holy Ghost, that was the love bug of Jesus in my life. That put me in relationship with him. This was my marriage engagement. You see, because now the Bible says that I prophesy in part, I preach in part, right? It says all that in First Corinthians, until that which is perfect is come. And when that which is perfect has come, he will be complete in me. And then it will be done. So the Holy Ghost baptism, the indwelling of the Spirit, is that engagement now that puts me in relationship with my Lord. Amen? And we believe in that here. Acts chapter 2 verse 4. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Acts chapter 8 verse 17. Then laid they their hands on them and they received the Holy Ghost. Acts 9 17. This is Ananias to Paul. And Ananias went his way and entered into the house and putting his hands on him said, Brother Saul, the Lord, even Jesus, that appeared unto thee in the way as thou camest hath sent me, that thou mightest receive thy sight and be filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen? Acts chapter 10, While Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on them which heard the word. Acts 19, 6. And when Paul had laid his hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came upon them, and they spake with tongues and prophesied. So the gospel is this. It is repent, turn from your ways. We believe in that. You can't come in here and continue to be a drug dealer and get the Holy Ghost and still pay your tithes. We're not going to take them. Because when you get the Holy Ghost, you're not going to want to deal with drugs anymore because you won't need drugs anymore because that empty spot's going to be filled up in your life with Jesus is what you're trying to fill it up with now. You're trying to fill it up with Michelob. You're trying to fill it up with heroin. You're trying to fill it up with relationship after relationship. But let me tell you something. Like the old song says, only Jesus can satisfy your soul. Amen? Only he can take a life that's broken and make it whole. Are you hearing me? So we believe in repentance, we believe in a change. Then we believe in water baptism, hallelujah, and ministered right over here in just a minute. And we believe in the infilling of the Holy Ghost. We got any music we can play now? We're going to have the infilling of the Holy Ghost. For Acts chapter 2, 38 and 39, Peter said to them, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins, and you shall. Everybody say, "You you shall. And you shall. That's not Maybe. That's maybe possible. Might That is shall. Shall, shall, shall. That's will. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promise is unto you, to your children, and all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Amen. Why don't you give the Lord a hand praise right now. And why don't you thank him for the good word of the Lord. Amen. So we're a biblical church. We're trying to be. All right? You know where this church, this kind of church that you're setting in was born at? You know, some denominations take you back to Martin Luther. Some take you back to the Reformation. Some, Some take you back to a convention where two thoughts came together and call it a revival, putting certain names on it and say, well, this is, where the, this is where they started. Some of them 1830s, 1820s. This started in an upper room in Jerusalem. What you're setting in right now started in an upper room in Jerusalem 2,000 years ago. Amen. Isn't that awesome? You could be labeled classical In 1985, Coke was determined they were going to finish Pepsi off, and so they came up with new Coke. Okay, we know it's nasty, all right, because it didn't last very long on the shelves. But they, What they did was they sweetened it up, right? They sweetened it up, and they did all that to it because they were trying to take the market away from Pepsi drinkers. Pepsi likes the Pepsi Pepsi is for sweet people, they like it. it's all right. Coke is hard, hardcore. You know, if you're going to drink Coke and you want to clean off your battery, ass corrosion on your battery, just pour some Coke on it while you're drinking the rest of it. Amen. Well, it didn't last very long, and so when they came back out with the original Coke formula, on the side of the can they put a word. They called it a classic. Classic Coke. That means the original. And guess what we are here? we're the classic pentecostals amen well pastor this is a non-denominal church well i know we have a pentecostal experience we believe what the bible says we're also an apostolic church we we adhere to the teachings of the apostles because they took what jesus disseminated to them and we teach that so we're apostolic pentecostal holy ghost filled right how about this? I'm a one God, apostolic, tongue-talking, holy roll, and born again heaven-bound believer in the liberated power of Jesus' name. I've been washed in the blood, sanctified by the Spirit. I believe in holiness, and just, I suggest you do the same. I was set free at a Pentecostal order. I'm pardon me if I'm not ashamed. Be a one God, apostolic, tongue-talking, holy roll, born again heaven-bound believer in the liberated power of Jesus' name. That's like it's the sesame seeds on the bun. Amen, it's all there. Amen. So we're getting ready to baptize these young people. That's awesome. These young people making a commitment to the Lord. Give the Lord some praise. Summer. I'm going to tell on her. Last summer, had that the deep, did not Last summer, she was she spent some time hanging out with Brother John and Sister Michelle Worley. In fact, her and Trevor would go home with them on some, some Sunday afternoons. Is that true? She went shopping with Michelle a few times.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And guess what? We're just putting that planting that seed that seed of love and that seed of caring. And so she went to Youth Congress, and uh, she worked all the fundraisers, and we had some people help sponsor her and get her to Youth Congress, and she got the Holy Ghost at Youth Congress. How did you know you got the Holy Ghost? What happened to you when you got the Holy? Pray for her that the Lord would give her knowledge and revelation here. All right, are you ready? She speaking tongues? Yeah. Okay. All right. You got it on Thursday night. Thursday night. Sadie got the Holy Ghost on Wednesday night, the first night. And Adam got it on Thursday night. Is that right? Okay. So here we go. We're gonna baptize you. Now all your sins, Allie, are gonna be washed away and you're gonna come up and you're gonna be feeling so fresh and so new and so awesome in Jesus. And that new birth experience is getting complete. And now the Lord's ready for you to walk with him all the days of your life. You ready for that? It's going to be awesome. It's a fun journey. Amen. upon the confession of your faith and your willingness to be recognized by the Lord in water baptism. You've already received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, so now we're going to complete the the water birth. And in the name of Jesus Christ, all of your sins are going to be washed away. In Jesus' name. just takes everybody just working together to see these folks coming into the kingdom here comes brother Adam here he comes right here nice cornet huh? yeah so adam's 15 he's a hard worker he likes to rake and mow Clean out chicken coops and all of that.
1: I was 15 years old when
0: I got the Holy Ghost. So I know exactly kind of like where he's at in life. And so I'm excited to get to baptize him today and to see the Lord work in his life. Who knows what the Lord's going to do in his life? We just want you to keep your heart tender toward the Lord. Amen. of your faith and your willingness to be recognized by the Lord in water baptism. You also, having already received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, now we're going to fulfill the new birth order that Jesus spoke of in John chapter 3. I now baptize you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. Amen. right here is Sadie. She's my inspiration to do cartwheels. The last one I did was after she inspired me about four years ago. When I was upside down hanging, I'm thinking, what am I doing here? But she got the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. we believe the lord's gonna do something in her life as well amen sadie upon the confession of your faith and your willingness to be recognized by the lord in water baptism I now baptize you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. You also already receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost. We're going to fulfill John 3, 3 through 5. I now baptize you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Sing no more shackles,
1: no more chains, no more Já chains no more
0: church. That makes pastors happy. Amen. 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 So we baptized a couple last week, right? Two last week? Haley and Dylan? And Caitlin, yes. Caitlin. Caitlin's going to come up here and dismiss us in prayer. Not up for that yet? Okay. Okay. I'm praying boldness on you, sister. I just was seeing where it was at. Okay, not to that level yet. Yeah. So we that got those three, and then we had um, Heather and Haley. Listen, all you guys getting baptized, all you guys getting the Holy Ghost, you need to get we need to get you in Bible study, okay? If you if you haven't been baptized, got the Holy Ghost yet, you want to do Bible study, come see me. We're going to do we can do Bible study. We like doing Bible study around right? here. I like doing Bible study. Amen. Amen. So remember, keep the Goldsboro family in your prayers today. The visitations starting right now for Mister Bill over there, Bill Brown, and everything funerals at two. Also, like I said, I want you to, if you want to be involved in the prison ministry, come see us. We want you to be involved. If you can sing, if you can pray with people, if you'd like to speak and share your testimony, men and women, we, we can do that, right? Okay. Church, this week is Wednesday night, 7 o'clock. Amen. Pretty, kind of a, like a normal week around here. Also, don't forget September 2nd, Labor Day. We'll have our annual Labor Day picnic at the park. From noon until three. Amen. I've been watching a lot of cornhole tournaments on television, and I feel like that I'm improved just by watching those guys. So I'm ready. Have you seen those on television? Those guys just, they call them airmail. Just drop them in. Amen. Let's pray right now. Lord, in the name of Jesus, oh God, we give you so much praise today. We magnify your name. Thank you for Sadie and. Thank you, Lord, for Ali, and thank you, Lord, for Adam, all getting baptized today. And, Lord, thank you for filling in with the Holy Ghost last week at Youth Congress. I just pray that, God, this is just the beginning of a long life journey with each of them and you. I pray a special anointing on them, that, God, they would just continue to feel your presence. They would grow in you. That, Lord, this whole youth group would just continue to flourish and grow. And, Lord, you would move mightily in each of our lives. Now, move in every family. Lord, moving every dad, every mom, every grandpa, every grandma, every aunt, every uncle, every cousin, every brother, sister. And, Lord, just move in our lives and help us to grow deeper in you, Lord, and more in tune with your spirit and what you want in our lives. Lord, we thank you for what you're doing with this. But, Lord, we're not satisfied. We want more from you, Lord. We want more that we can share the glory of God with you. In Jesus' name. Somebody said, in Jesus' name. name. Amen. Greet each other as you leave the doors today. Greet each other. Amen.